1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. An update today on a Christian ministry specialising in caring for persecuted Christians and church leaders who suffer trauma at the hands of persecutors. Simon and Alison Rattray are founders of Project 114. Their ministry name comes from Philippians 114, where Paul says, Because of my chains, more of the brothers and sisters have been inspired to share Jesus boldly. Both Simon and Alison Rattray are joining us for an update. Simon, a special welcome to you. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Thanks for having us
2: again and looking forward to our time together.
0: And Alison, a special welcome along to you.
1: Yes, thanks Neil. Great to be with you today.
0: Simon, let me start with you. Uh, Remind us which nations you're working in with those leaders and people who've come under persecution facing trauma.
2: Yes, Neil. So the nations where we have staff and teams that work with us on field are Indonesia, Vietnam, Myanmar, Sri Lanka and a couple of parts of the Middle East and yeah just a few new projects where we can't disclose details for security reasons.
0: That sort of secretiveness is important isn't it because if word gets back if your names if the name of your ministry is caught up in any controversy you could be stopped from working in those nations so secrecy is part of what you do.
2: Yeah, well, that's right, and also believers in these countries are persecuted enough already, and we don't want our activity and you know our ministry being broadcast in those places to bring them under further threat.
0: Now, there are a number of wonderful ministries that support the persecuted church, either by way of raising the profile, telling the stories, or getting aid and support into those nations where it's just difficult even maintaining the place of the church. What's so special and unique about Project 114, Simon?
2: Yeah, well, now, what is unique about our work is that we focus entirely on project resources uh, in the area of trauma recovery, reconciliation and forgiveness, and resilient strategies. Whilst other ministries do a little bit of that work, uh, most of their focus is on humanitarian aid and other forms of help, where our focus is mental and spiritual aid.
0: Now, there are big stories around persecution of Christians. Sometimes it's in terror attacks or there are authoritarian regimes. But the typical people who are suffering trauma, it can get a whole lot lower than some of the big stories. This can happen quite frequently in those nations where there's persecution.
2: Yeah, well, that's right. And an example, and these these stats are about... Uh, average and very similar across the majority world in Sri Lanka there's 21.8 million people but even today uh, there's less than 20 trained psychologists and therapists in the entire country so their needs are incredible with so many people in these nations exposed to persecution crisis war and displacement yet there are very very few ministries focusing on assisting them to find healing and hope through mental uh, and spiritual health strategies.
0: And Simon, you were really tied down while COVID was uh, such a huge threat. It still is a threat in so many places around the world. Things have been a lot freed up, though, this year. You're planning some more travels soon?
2: Yeah, that's correct, uh, Neil. And we're looking at uh, having Alison... Go to the Ukraine very soon, uh, on her own, by the way, to work with women and children uh, in art therapy and resilience strategies. So I can hand over to Alison now to share a little bit about how she's going to be doing
0: that. Alison, tell us all about this art therapy because when people get to make an expression either on paper or on canvas or however you can wield a paintbrush and do those sorts of things, there's something therapeutic in that.
1: Yes, there certainly is, Neil. And I guess as a, a way of just describing what is art therapy, you can think of it in terms of being a method of using creativity to help us express and feelings and help us to understand our experience. And, of course, this is particularly helpful with traumatic experience as well as grief and loss. These are things that can often be very difficult to talk about. So talk therapies may not be overly helpful. So using creative expression is often a way that people can express what is otherwise very difficult to speak about.
0: So, Alison, while Simon's working with leaders and people who are in very difficult positions, perhaps leading churches or ministries or home meetings, uh, but they've been traumatised through persecution, you're dealing primarily here, is it, with uh, with uh, women and their children? And this, is, this art therapy has a huge effect on them.
1: Yes, yeah, so I conduct workshops uh, locally in the Brisbane area uh, for women. Um, And then more broadly overseas, although I haven't been able to do it in person yet, um, fortunately we have the opportunity to use Zoom and I'm able to do online art therapy training and workshops with some women in our other project nations. So in, uh, for example, Sri Lanka and Myanmar, I've done online workshops. Uh, assisting women, some of these women are church workers or pastors-wise, assisting them to understand art therapy, how it can be used in their community, and actually training them in some basic techniques that they can then go into their local community and church and start to do art therapy with women there. So it really does have an impact. It's something many women have not experienced because especially overseas, they're often... Kind of denied access to some of these, um, I guess, techniques and opportunities for recovery. So it's uh, such a blessing to see them just being able to freely express themselves and really get so much out of it and see how they can use it themselves to also bless their communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just going
2: to add there, Neil, that even though we're working specifically in a lot of these places with Christians... We're equipping the Christians in these places to not only care for each other with the resources, but also to care for those in the wider community. And so uh, towards the end of this year, we'll have had more than three and a half thousand people across these nations find healing and recovery through our trauma recovery and reconciliation workshops.
0: Alison, coming back to you and the art therapy, how do you include the gospel message or Christian encouragement, those sorts of things that can bring healing? Because if you've lost a loved one or you've got a a spouse imprisoned, uh, these things are obviously very hurtful. How do you actually bring the gospel into those circumstances? Yes,
1: so with a lot of the art therapy, workshops and exercises I've developed, I've tried to give them a foundational scripture. So this really anchors them to the Word of God and enables me to then express through the art therapy workshop aspects of God's character, His love, His healing. And that combined with the actual act of doing the the visual exercises and also a writing responses to questions just enables the Holy Spirit to really work in a person's heart and mind as they just allow themselves to to understand what God is saying to them through their experience. So it's actually a really beautiful way of combining the gospel with creativity, which of course is a God-given gift as well.
0: And Alison, you're on your way to Ukraine and uh, it is a war zone. Uh, Lots of updates on displaced people and people who have been traumatised because of the Russian invasion there. Uh, You're linking in with local churches in Ukraine?
1: I will be, Neil. So I'll be travelling in early September and I will be taking a resource with me that is um, quite new. And uh, it's a workbook and journal in art therapy that has been translated into Ukrainian. And so this will be going into the hands of refugees in various parts of the country. As you said, uh, refugees are scattered all over Ukraine and often in churches. So I will be linking in with local believers and churches and other ministries who have access to refugees so that I can meet with them, share with them give them this resource and just encourage them to use it um, to help find that healing and as a tool where they probably don't have access to other counselling options.
0: It's a unique way of speaking into people's hearts and lives when they are suffering trauma Simon, when you're dealing with leaders, uh, you've got resources, and I imagine that the resources you use to deal with those leaders who are leading traumatised congregations or they've been imprisoned themselves, sometimes that's like a debriefing, counselling, uh, a more specialised way of actually uh, teasing out some of those things that need to have attention?
2: Yeah, that's right, Neil, and we are working towards the second phase of our of the purpose project now in a lot of these countries, while still concurrently running the trauma healing workshops, and the second phase on forgiveness and reconciliation uh, is is difficult if uh, people haven't already found some hope and healing through trauma recovery, because you know approaching even the idea of forgiving your enemy, for example, Ukrainians in Ukraine, forgiving Russians, that's an incredibly difficult topic to begin a conversation with people about, unless we've helped them work through the trauma and the horror of what they've experienced. So yeah, the process is we're finding encouraging a lot of pastors. Uh, Many of them are saying, oh, they're actually using our resources to preach from (laughs) because they haven't had access to material like ours before. So it's been very, very encouraging to see what God has been doing and we're, we're excited to serve him in this way.
0: So leaders in these nations where there's significant persecution and trauma, they're using your resources because it becomes, for them, a way that they can pass on those things that will help people in the recovery from their own trauma. And uh, Alison, when are you off to Ukraine? So early September now, I'll be away for about
1: two weeks, so very excited to be uh, having the opportunity to go and certainly looking forward to sharing about that experience myself on my return.
0: And Simon, uh, it is a ministry, you've got it set up and no doubt you're looking for an extra prayer partner, friends, even financial supporters. How can people support you?
2: Yeah, thanks, Neil. Well, people can head to project114.org.au, our website, and check out a bit more about our work. Make a donation there and sign up to pray with us.
0: Okay, the website is project114.org.au. That's project114.org.au. Simon and Alison Rattray, founders of Project 114, Simon and Alison, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today on 2020.
2: Thanks so much, Neil, and for everyone listening, God bless. Thank you.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.